Disappointed but not surprised. Disappointed but not surprised. Disappointed but not surprised. Hey guys, welcome back to Disappointed but Not Surprised. I'm Addie. I'm Alex. Happy quarantine, everybody, again for like another month in a row. Yep. (laughs) Still going strong. Still going strong. Still in the house. (laughs) Um, Now they put a ban on that we all have to wear masks out in public. So it's not going down. It's going down though, right? Or am I making that up? Yeah, the curve is going down. I feel like, so it's funny too, because I feel like everybody, like I've been jogging a lot outside and everybody is outside. Everyone is. Everybody's outside. I didn't even know this many people lived in my town until I started going walking and running. Right. Everybody is outside. There's so many people like, okay, so I'm jogging and I usually see maybe like two people around my town. Everybody is around town and everybody is so fucking friendly right now too. Like they're all waving with big open arms. Like, how are you? Like, I feel like I'm not in New York because when you're in New York, people pass you and they either give you like dirty looks. They like spit like, on tell you. you to go die. Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> like, I feel like I'm literally in Florida. Like when I go down to Florida and I ride my bike, everybody's super friendly. They're waving at you. Yeah. They're like riding their bike. They're saying hi. They don't know who the hell you are. New York that doesn't happen I almost feel like everybody's just grateful to be like out of their house right now so everybody's super friendly and healthy and healthy because we're in the hot spot yep we're like fucked so our quarantine's going well uh Alex has gained five pounds so far yes I have (laughs) it's so bad (laughs) I was skinny before all this started like I was going to the gym now this, I don't have motivation to work out at home. I really don't. It's hard. So I've been running outside, but even like they do Zoom classes for yoga and everything. And I just don't feel like setting up my entire yoga mat in my no. like house and doing it. I just don't have any interest. Like if I'm in my house, like I'm relaxing. Right. My cousin and I have been doing like garage workouts. So she's a, yeah. a coach for CrossFit and Orange Theory. So we've been like blasting music and doing stuff outside there. But like we're not, it's, I'm using like 12 pound weights and you know, that's the only weights that I have at home and I could go buy some, but what's, what's, what's the, the fucking point? point? Whatever. Cause once this is over, you're not going to use them. No. So we're doing a cleanse starting next week because we're both getting a little chubby, even though we just ate like a fucking pound of tater tots yeah. each. <laughs> so that's really what's going on. Good news is we have not texted our exes though. So that's a bonus. Never that. No, but I feel like everybody's like been super, like what I was saying to Alex, everybody's been either super friendly or super like fucking nasty. Yeah. Yeah. So we're, I'm still working. I'm working two days a week. um, And my job has been crazy busy for the two days that I'm there. Like I'm shocked that everybody's out buying cars right now. That yeah, I'm, I am Right? Too. Like I would expect it to be dead. Like nobody is really getting income. Everybody's on fucking unemployment. I don't know. Maybe the economy is so like fuck. It's scary right now. Like we don't know where it's gonna go. So yeah. Maybe they're just using their stimulus check as like a down payment. And the tax money. Right. Exactly. So I get a customer yesterday and I was telling Alex that everybody's been so friendly to the point of like I'm shocked of it. But then you get these people that don't realize what's going on and that it's so like People are dying. Like, there's a fucking pandemic going on right now, and the people still think that their world revolves around them. So I had a customer yesterday 
who came in, the girlfriend, they, they were waiting. So I'm, it's a one man band there. It's a skeleton crew at my job. It's very limited. We're not, you know, really supposed to be there because everything shut down. It's by appointment only. And this fucking asshole comes in and he's waiting like an hour because I am swamped swamped up to my fucking neck in work. I have multiple people waiting. He sees I'm running around like a chicken that lost my head. So I come to him and he goes, how was your lunch? And I was like, what are you talking about? How is my lunch? And he goes, well, I'm assuming since you took so long to see me, you were just wasting time eating. Ew. And I'm like, like, buddy, I gained five pounds, but I'm not a fucking lard. Like, <laughs> shut the fuck up. <laughs> like, I don't get a lunch what a where I work. So I gave I him the been bad like, news. Yeah, it was great. It yeah. looks like you had 10 of them, you fat fuck. <laughs> Do I still have some slaw on my yeah. face? Like you want to fucking bite my crust? So then I had to break the bad news to them. They were trying to lease a car and they couldn't lease because their credit was too bad. And so the guy is starts screaming at me in the showroom, like, you should be able to do something about this. She's leased like nine cars from your you guys in the past. Why don't you actually do something of your job? And I'm like, bro, this is so much bigger than me. Like this is your girl not paying her bills ever, having collections up the ass and the bank. I said, it has nothing to do with me. So then he goes on the loan, whatever. He tries to get on it. So we get his credit information and he's like, you know what? And he, I give him a credit application and he puts the pen down on the credit app. And he's like, you know what? You made me wait. Now I'm going to make you wait. And I'm like, you know what? I'm moving on to the next customer. Meanwhile, you're Bye. only spiting yourself. Right. I said to him, I said, buddy, I'm here till seven o'clock anyway. And then I go home. I said, you can fucking delay all you want. Right. And then I said to him, I said, you do realize that the bank is taking a long time to answer because we are in a fucking global pandemic right now. It is a skeleton crew. He was pissed off that we weren't open on Sundays because we're not really open. Yeah. Like people don't understand and they're such fucking selfish morons and I wanted to hit him in the face and I was rude back I don't give a shit at this point yeah. like I could do anything I want at my job pretty much and I could say you know what I want to a customer like I'm not going to curse him out but my job will always have my back but I cannot believe the fucking balls on this fucking dumb fuck turns out they didn't get approved for the car anyway for a lease because they needed pay stubs they didn't have pay stubs they weren't working Good. and like bye go on to right. the next person but I couldn't believe the audacity like I was literally just saying how nice everybody's been and then this fucking schmuck comes in well there's got to be one in every crowd and you know still what I thinks mean the world revolves around him and like he was trying to take everything out on me and I was like you know what I'm not dealing with your fucking loser ass like go eat another sandwich so. <laughs> <laughs> so that's basically what's been going on in our quarantine um Alex and I have to share the craziest fucking story though that just happened oh to us. Oh my God. So this would only happen to us, this by the way. Shit only happens to us. We order from a local place on a regular and we get the same delivery lady and she's crazy. She's, yeah, she's batshit she's crazy. She's fucking batshit crazy. And so no restaurants are open. So we are, we record from Alex's home most of the time and we have the delivery lady come. And this woman, one time she comes in and she tells us about her sex life. Oh, yeah. 
I didn't eat after that. <laughs> she tells us about how she's fucking like five guys from Pennsylvania and she has a husband and she hates her husband. And this is a food delivery lady, guys. <laughs> yeah, we don't know through a hole in the wall. But, and she posts on, she she's very TMI. So basically like she friended us on, uh, she made us follow her on Facebook too and like Instagram. And she posts like naked photos of herself from like before and after of like haircuts and like, <laughs> and, like like she had this weird like bowl cut mullet and let's just say she's not nothing to look at <laughs> putting it nicely and then she posts photos naked photos of before and after her surgery I she, she had like a, a stomach surgery or a gastric yeah. bypass or something like that and like on Facebook and puts the devil emoji over her titties and her vagina so she tells us all about her crazy sex life. And this is like past times that she's come. Anyway, this fucking crazy bitch delivers us food today. And like she doesn't at all like respect any boundaries of social distancing. Like no, she's standing I don't in think the she does in general. <laughs> she's standing in the doorway talking to us about her new boyfriend and how he's the hottest thing since sliced bread. Yep. And he, she ended up like the other day she was delivering food to somebody and her boyfriend's texting her and she pulled over and fucking masturbated three <laughs> times in her car. In front of a lake. In front of a fucking lake and then proceeds to like hand deliver the food to people. So Alex what? and I got the delivery. We didn't eat any of it. So then this woman pulls out her swords. So her boyfriend looks like a cracked out version of Dog the Bounty Hunter's <laughs> like weird brother with wolf t-shirts on. <laughs> okay, is a samurai sword maker and he makes samurai swords at craft fairs. And like, that's his job. And he's, she's married and he's married. And so they're having this secret relationship and he loads her up with weapons and he so she comes up and starts showing us her fanny pack full of fucking weapons and like pulling out all her samurai <laughs> swords so we can see them. And then she fucking turns around and she goes, but this is my favorite. And the fucking bitch pulls out a taser on oh us. Oh my God. Yeah. She pulls out a fucking taser. We screamed. I scream. So I have to, I like started recording it midway through just because like I couldn't even believe what the fuck was going on <laughs> and like how this is happening. And I have to play this. It's going to sound so bad and I could probably get sued for it. But like nobody would actually believe that this is like our reality. No, yeah. this was real. Hold on. I'm going to play it. Wait, why isn't it playing? Sorry, guys. Hold on. Hold the fuck on. It's that amazing. Uh, but this is my personal favorite that he gave me. She fucking pulls out a taser. Dude, it was terrifying. How does that happen to us? I don't know, but I'm not ordering from there anytime soon. No, because soon. she said she masturbated three times in the fucking car to the bounty hunters, like, 
creepy brother lookalike with wolf t-shirts on. His hair is down to his butthole. And then she goes on to deliver food. And she tries to give us hugs when she comes in. And all I kept on thinking about is her finger fucking herself in her fucking car. Oh. And then delivering us the food. And we're never ordering from there again. <laughs> so we got tased today. This doesn't surprise me. Oh, and the best part, too, is that her job, I guess she takes forever in between deliveries. Oh, and so I wonder why. She's jerking, she's jerking off. off in the back in like a fucking car by a lake. And so she the job's calling her, I guess, to get back there. And she answers the phone. What the fuck do you want? <laughs> and the job's like, uh, I'm so sorry, but we just want you to know that your next round of deliveries is like ready. She goes, I said I'll be right fucking there. They're probably petrified oh, yeah. of her. Oh, what yeah. a wild animal. <laughs> So that happened. We got tased. <laughs> she didn't actually tase us, but she pulled out her taser gun on us, I guess, to show us. Um, are you going to try and buy samurai swords from her? Because I might. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm going to hang stopped. it right on my wall. <laughs> so in case I get any home intruders. She has a fucking fanny pack on full of samurai swords. What the fuck? Who... Who else would that have happened to? Only us. Weird shit happens to me all the time. Like I'm in the city one time and my cousins and I are in a taxi and this taxi driver pulls out a bag of musical instruments. Oh God. And starts playing like the clarinet and then he's got like a drum <laughs> set and then he starts playing his fucking kazoo. And Did he, he want you to tip him? I don't know. I don't know. But here's the thing. Like, he wasn't having his hand on the wheel. <sighs> like, he was just driving and, like, I don't know, with his knees, like, playing the clarinet. Like, I'm like I'm telling you, the weirdest fucking shit happens to me all the time. Yeah. And I have videotapes of it all because I recorded that. I may even post that on our Instagram. So, yeah, anyway, that's how our quarantine's going. I hope you guys are all staying safe. I hope everybody is uh, washing their hands and just Try not to get tased. Don't be like me and Alex. Yeah. And then speaking of batshit crazy people, our episode today, we're going to talk about narcissists, sociopaths, and psychopaths. Yep. So basically, uh, a narcissist is somebody that um, is capable of feeling empathy, right? Yeah. Is no, it, they can definitely feel empathy. Yeah. They just, basically, it's like they're... Their world, their center of their world is himself. Yeah. And everybody else around them, it's almost like not that they don't matter, but they're such a big focus in their own lives. And anybody that doesn't think that they're the focus, they're wrong. Right. So everybody else and is wrong. And you just play a role right. in that person's life. Yeah. Or so they do feel empathy towards other people, but it's a lot of more empathy towards themselves. Yeah. And they have to be the center of everything. And their and manipulative actions, like, or make them around the center of everything. Right, and then sociopaths, sociopaths don't, feel, don't empathy feel empathy whatsoever. Yeah, sociopaths are fucking scary as fuck. So basically, 4% of the population is a sociopath. And um, luck would have it, we've dated like half of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Alex and I have both dated. I dated a sociopath. You've dated I've, I've dated narcissists. narcissists. You haven't dated a sociopath. You know what it is? Like, I feel like I'm also deluded because I really like people that are confident and yeah. like instead of like 
finding a healthy like middle I always go for like the narcissist yeah like the narcissist but they're like confident they're charming um so they can captivate the room I like that I like that's what I look for in people yeah you don't want like some little fucking mouse boy no that doesn't like that it's like unfriendly and shy or whatever like fuck that shit but like I also need to find the healthy balance. Right. Because somebody that can captivate a room in like a good way. Yeah. Not in just like the world revolves around me and anybody else doesn't matter type of way. Right, exactly. And then but they say like with um relate like a, a relationship with a narcissist, there's like a love bomb in the beginning where yeah. it's like the relationship like goes really quickly. Like mm-hmm. all of a sudden you're in love like two weeks later. And like relationships, like serious relationships that I've been in, that's you always in, been like, the, the next case. Week. Yeah, like it gets really serious really quick. And I always thought it was because personally I'm needy. Like when it comes to like I like attention. I like to see you all the time. I like to hear from you all the time, vice versa, whatever. But now I just realized it was because they were narcissists. narcissists. And yeah, and like the love bomb thing. And it's funny too, like they, and it's, you think that you've almost found your soulmate. Like, wow, how could this person be so right for me? Yeah. Like the people that I did date, I always thought I'm going to marry this person. Everybody else. eh. They're studying you and they're finding out what you like and what your wants are and what your needs are. And it's not that they have any fucking interest in what your needs are. Right. It's they're studying you to make them like the almighty being so you fall in love with them so fast. Right. But then everything becomes a head game after that. Like everything is so romantic in the beginning and you feel like this man is wonderful how or woman, whoever. Right. How did I meet somebody so amazing? They know everything that I want. And then the bullying starts, the abuse starts. And it's almost and, like but you're they already, victimize you right. to make you feel this big. And that's part of their manipulative action. Exactly. And then you're already so far deep in the yep. relationship that you have these such strong feelings that you're almost like addicted to the person so the bullying and whatever they do to you it kind of like gets erased almost like you don't see it because you're like I mean I guess you do see it I mean I always saw it like with like one of my exes that was like very I guess if you think about it now like narcissistic I just always thought he was a prick yeah but like now looking back I could see it was like narcissism you probably didn't even know what like narcissistic no I was was young as hell yeah um but yeah like it started with like like bit by bit like bullying like always accusing me of doing things that I didn't do to the point where I would be like anxious 24 7 because I'm like what what am I going to get accused of next or like just like making comments about like my appearance just so like I didn't feel good about myself like if we were going out so like it was his way of like controlling me almost like it's all about control with them and like like oh uh go through I, one time he was like adding people on his facebook or something and i was like oh you just add people you don't even know and he was like That's weird he's right and he's like yeah so do you and i was like no i don't know anybody on my facebook that i don't know right and he's like okay pulls up my facebook makes me go through every single person on the list Wait, and say how, how i knew consuming. them yeah it was like over 700 people <laughs> at the time the and i was like whatever and then um like I like he used social media to like manipulate the shit out of me because anytime like somebody posted a picture with me in it 
he'd be like, oh, this person's in the background. I know you did something with them. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Turns out he was the one that was cheating, Yeah, which I knew anyway, because I'm not stupid, but God forbid I approached him about it. Of course. Yeah. Like it was like, you're psycho, you're this, like the gaslighting shit. Um, There was one time where he was coming over and I was like, oh, I'm I ran out to put gas in my car because I was in college at the time. So I was like, instead of go- doing it in the morning while I'm like rushing late for school, like I'll just do it now. Because you never fucking remember to do it in the morning anyway. Exactly. You're like, God damn it. You get on the highway. You're yeah. already 10 minutes late for fucking school or work or whatever. Now exactly. you got to stop and get gas. No, it doesn't happen that way. Exactly. So then I was like, I'll just do it now. I was waiting for him anyway. So I ran to the gas station. I get back to my house. He had like just pulled in. Like I saw him pull into the driveway and he's like, where the fuck were you? Blah, blah. I was like, oh, I was getting gas. And he's like, let me see the receipt. And I'm like, I don't keep the gas Uh, receipts. Like I crumple that shit and I throw it in the pail. Right. Nobody keeps gas receipts unless you're me and you write off everything that you <laughs> fucking buy. <laughs> and he like got back in the car and like pulled away and was like and so left mad. you and didn't go out with you because yeah. you didn't have the gas receipt. Yep. There were so many things like I tried to like block out a lot of this what because a toxic asshole. Yeah, like anytime I ever did anything, like we would all be drinking together all the time. But it's like as soon as I like took a sip of alcohol, it was like his mother was an alcoholic so I think that like he was a woman hater in general a lot of people are like that we have a friend like that whose mom stole from them and spent forty thousand dollars of the kids money on crack and that fucked up the kids so bad and he hates women to this day and he like abuses them not like physically but like mentally Mentally, yeah and like has no respect for them right and then like that's what happens yeah and it's like every time like we would drink or whatever which it was always his idea because he was like the party animal uh, he would end up hating me and getting in a huge fight and like even his friends were literally like, dude, she didn't do anything yeah. to you. Like, what is wrong with you? Well, it's control. It's all fucking control. Right. And then like, the, like nothing would even happen. And then he wouldn't speak to me for like three days. And I'd be calling and calling and calling because number one, my self-esteem was in the gutter. Yep. Number two, I knew I didn't do anything wrong. So I wanted to be like, why are you mad? But then like not answering my calls was like a manipulation thing. Yeah. It was just crazy. It like put me into like such a tailspin. And then finally, like whenever I'd be, we'd, he'd break up with me all the time for no reason. So finally, when I would, I started seeing like the, after like almost three years of this going on, I started seeing like the big picture and I was like, this has all to do with him. This isn't me. So like, I'm going to move on. So I started to move. Oh, and he was like, like a scary guy, like he would get in fights like with everyone all the time beat people up so like nobody ever wanted to like fuck with him really so like anytime I would ever try to move on if I would start talking to someone else he would have people find out even though you guys were broken up yep and then he would threaten them then they would be like listen I'm sorry like I'm not getting involved with this shit like he's crazy and like stuff like that and I was just like wow whatever but it's like you don't want to be with me but you're also not going to let me be with anyone else either like that sick twisted shit so that went on for a while and then like I found out he was hooking up with one of my best friends at the time uh so after that I was just like 
bro, go fuck yourself. Like, I'm so much better than this. Like, you you ain't all that, even though he thought he was. He would be like, oh, he was good looking, but he wasn't like fucking Brad Pitt. No, and he was like fat back then was too. He? Like not fat, but like not Wait, in wasn't shape. Wasn't he a personal trainer? He personal trained us. Yeah, but that was that Later was on. like years after. Okay, this when was, you guys got back together, like after the fact. Yeah, this was like when I was like eighteen. So like he and who the fuck has self esteem at eighteen too? Like if anybody tried to do that shit to you now, you would not oh, have hell it. No. Hell no. But like at eighteen, it's easy. To yeah. have somebody do that shit to you and you, for you to feel like the victim. Right. And I had just lost my dad like right yep. before we started oh, dating. Shit. So I kind of felt like I was going through this like grieving thing and I was like clinging on to him as like this like right. savior almost. And then it ended up like backfiring because he ended up like just demolishing. Like I even brought it into like relationships that I have now. Like I always think like if like he would get mad at me for everything so even when I was dating like this the past guy and I was dated him for years I would always still think like oh is he gonna be mad at me for this is he gonna be mad at me for that and he never would be because it was nothing to be mad about but yeah. that I was like conditioned to like think that way for a while it's like that trauma stays with you yeah it's like if I want to go out I got to be like worried that he's gonna be mad and he would always be like why the fuck would I care if you went out go I'll pick you once up. if you went out and yeah. that was like a weird thing yeah the, guy, the current the current ex not right. the one before that yeah but that was like an anomaly he never gave a fuck if we went out never he would always be like have fun I'll yeah. pick you up like this and that like whatever but it was he's always like get that shit out of your head that like I'm gonna be mad at you for things like there's nothing that can't be talked about there's nothing that can't be like resolved resolved and and he's like and half the things you think I'm gonna get mad at you for I would I would never get mad at you for that yeah. And I'm like, wow, okay. But because when you're dating a narcissist, you're always walking on eggshells over the stupidest fucking things, period. Yeah, exactly. Like something so minuscule, you're like walking. Like I dated a sociopath and he had narcissistic behavior too. And he would always get mad at me and I, there's no controlling me whatsoever. And he right. tried to, but he fucking, whatever, he couldn't. But he would get mad at me for something so stupid. Like I am always on the go. I am always on the move. I have I'm booked to book appointment, 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 appointment. So he calls me one day and we're on the phone and I was like, babe, I gotta run. I'm getting Botox. I'll call you back in 15 minutes. Called him back in 15 minutes, right when I got back from my Botox appointment. He didn't answer the phone. He got so fucking mad at me for hanging up on him because I had something else to do instead of giving oh, him Oh, God attention. forbid. Yeah, fuck you. And then another time I'm on the phone with him again. And this was like an ongoing thing that he couldn't stand about me. But like, yo, I'm on the phone with you and what I have going on in my day-to-day -day life, if there's a customer in front of me, if there's somebody else in front of me, like they're gonna be before you who's on the phone just right. talking and about fucking random shit. Right, you're not talking about like, nothing. are we crazy. getting married tomorrow? No. Like, it's no, just it's like, like, hey babe, how's your dad? Right, so like get over it. And then another time I did that to him too, my neighbor across the, the hall from me, is the nicest lady ever and we shared a garden together and she ended up picking all this basil for me and sage and mint and she knocked on my door and she would always like bring me really cute things like from our garden and just like hey I picked this for you this is your share great thank you so much Mary and she was the nicest woman so I'm on the phone with my my sociopath ex and 
I'm like, babe, I got to call you back in five minutes. Mary's at the door. Next, he does not fucking answer when I call him back. He grumbles something and hangs up. The next day, he lashes out on me. It's so fucking rude of you to say, I'll call you back in five minutes. Like, motherfucker, I'm sorry that my life is so busy. And it was that trying to like manipulate me and to mold me into being somebody that like bows down to his every fucking whim. But I think that's, well, our relationship didn't work for a lot of reasons, but one of the main reasons why it never worked in his eyes was because he couldn't control the situation and he had no fucking control over it. So when like we broke up, he ended up going to somebody else who had like a lot of mental issues who he could control. Right. Um, Cause she probably latched on to him and she he loved did. it. Yeah. Well, she definitely latched on to him until I reached out to her and I was like, he's cheating on you. Fuck off. <laughs> 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 poor girl, poor Frankenstein. Well, you know what? Whatever. I saved her. Yeah, exactly. I saved her. But that's what they do. And they go from relationship to relationship and try and like find their victims right which is so scary because you don't know when it's going to hit you and you almost feel like you're moving into this thing and that you you know this relationship is so amazing and the person knows so much about you and how could this person be so perfect and then a little while in then the abuse starts and the manipulation starts and right and you become the victim well say about you know the gifts oh so I dated a straight up sociopath and there's different like there's different types of sociopaths um, for anybody that doesn't know. So there's the sociopaths do not feel any bit of empathy whatsoever. And they basically like they don't have any feelings like like they could kill a dog and like go on with their day. Like they could literally straight up strangle a dog. And like a lot of them have child behaviors where they do butcher animals. Right. That's how it starts. Up. That's yeah. how it starts. Like they like murder kittens just for like the thrill of it and it's something and like manipulating other people is how they get their energy being a bully they thrive on being a bully to weak victims like you see like the little kids in school and they beat them up and that's where they get their energy and where they thrive from so there's different levels of sociopaths some of them Basically, they have to be the best. And that's like the really super narcissistic ones where they have to climb to the top and they'll basically fuck anybody over to get what they want. Like right. they have to be the best at their job. Like They're an thriving. American psycho yes. and he had, had to have the nicest business the card. The business card. So Patrick Bateman is a perfect example of a sociopath. And in the movie, they didn't show it. By the way, if anybody hasn't read that book, it is one of the best. It's my favorite book ever. It is one of the best well-written books. It is so fucked up. But they don't show a lot of parts in it in the movie where he like takes a urinal cake. Oh my God. And he coats it in chocolate and he feeds it. He makes the chef feed it to his fucking girlfriend at dinner and he's watching her eat the urinal cake and he brings it out as this like delicacy to her. And she, he's like, I didn't get as much of a thrill about it as I thought I would. And he does things like that just to like get a thrill of seeing somebody else yeah, suffer. Because they don't have any other emotions. Yep. So it has to be like something that's like toxic and, and right. really harmful to somebody else. And right. that's what they get a thrill of. And then in the book, like he like takes these, I'm not, yeah, in the book, he takes these prostitutes. This was the most disgusting part. And he finds a fucking rat and he starves the rat and he takes a prostitute and he shoves like a tunnel 
up her fucking vagina while she's alive. And he puts this cheese inside her vagina oh. and he sends the rat through the tunnel and the fucking rat starts eating the cheese and the inside of her fucking vagina and he's watching her and he's just laughing as she's nailed to a fucking wooden pole out like Jesus style and watching her suffer is the only thing that gets him the thrill and then he's bored the next day and he eats her brains and he's like all right now what now what do I do and they don't get a thrill so then there's like but that's more of like a psychopath yeah he was definitely a psychopath he was a psychopath but that is like one that's one of my favorite books ever um where a sociopath they basically like and he was a sociopath too where there was no emotion where they climb to the top they have to be the best at everything they do but then there's also the sociopath that basically is the fucking freeloader and they latch on to somebody that they see as like almost like a money ticket right and where they can like freeload off of and then they always play the victim they claim that they're depressed all the time I'm so sad I have you know nothing going for me and so yeah I wonder why you don't have a job (laughs) fucking job loser so you take pity on them yeah um And I did that and I met this guy and I've known him for years previous and you know he saw me as his money ticket and he had just his dad just died so I kind of made excuses for him as to why he wasn't having a job right now and he's like you don't understand what I'm going through and I don't I don't understand what he's going through both of my parents are alive and they're thriving and they're healthy and my family is very tight-knit his mom left him when she was little and not left him they still talk but she moved to a different state she moved to Hawaii yeah from New York like that's far that's not like she moved like one county over like she fucking went to Hawaii and the dad you know it was just him and the dad and so I don't I don't know what that's like he's an only child I I could feel bad I fucking felt for the guy and he had to deal with the estate himself he had to deal with everything and it's a lot of stuff when you don't know what you're doing so I tried to help him the best that I could and then next thing you know he has like half of his shit in my fucking place because he sold his dad's house he was you know living with the aunt whatever it was cra- it was a crazy time and the well, job it was like a whirlwind almost it was a whirlwind but that's the love bomb like it right. all was so quick was and you're like all so quick yeah no third date we had fourth date Third date, he stayed with me for a fucking weekend. Fourth date, he came for Christmas and met my parents and brought my parents um, pictures that his deceased father took. His, his father, his late father, was like a major photographer for National Geographic, like big time. Like if you, you see some of his artwork in all of the classrooms, like with the alligator, it's crazy. I don't even want to get into it to give it away who it is, but major photographer. So he brought my parents some of his dad, his dead dad's artwork. And in my head, I'm like, this is fucking weird. Like, how could you give away something so sentimental? Well, that's another thing that they do. Like, the narcissists and the sociopaths, like, they get everybody in your world, like, the person that's dating them, to love them and think that they're the best thing since sliced bread. And so, like, when you would go to, say, your mom and be like, oh, he's he's doing this to me or he's doing that, it's so hard for her to make the connection, like, between the two, like, between the person you're telling her that he is and but what she knows of him yeah so giving the the dead father's gifts was supposed to be like bring them close together is a personal thing 
even my brother's like he pulls me aside he's like he's kind of a suck up she's <laughs> <laughs> like no he's just a narcissist yeah, so fucking real he's like he's kind of a fucking suck up but whatever mom and dad like him and like that was kind of big for me that he really came into my life because in my past relationships I'm used to be called like fucko like what's up fucko and yeah. this guy like really was romantic he he would write me love notes like what guy writes you a love letter and no puts one that it I've ever in the with. fucking mail and like really tells you how he feels about you on pen and paper and would put CDs in the mail and like mail me special made CDs like they are you know this is for you so I'm always with you when you're driving little did he know they don't make fucking CD players and cars anymore but whatever right <laughs> like and do like these big things to make it seem like he was the hero, like send me all these songs. Like I'm a big music person. Like he knew what music I loved and and music speaks to me. And so anytime that we would be in like a fucking, like even, I, I remember this, we were in like a little argument one time and then he sent me like Ben Howard, like rivers in your mouth. And it was almost like, like, um, like I forgive you for being such like a fucking dumbass with your words yeah and like he would like put songs into communication it was very thoughtful but like none of it meant anything and that's what he saw me as as a fucking like ticket like it was like a I'm gonna stay with you and you're gonna take care of me and then right. he always played the victim he always was like I'm so depressed I'm so depressed but that's the sociopath so you feel bad for them so you right. take them in and then they start doing behaviors and you're like what the fuck and like he would do like he did the he did the I'll call you back in five minutes he always fucking had fights with me about that he always put me down because I didn't like politics like I don't like politics honestly I would I would prefer that yeah I don't like it he would put me down because I didn't watch the news say I'm not worldly enough meanwhile like motherfucker I have traveled to Thailand I've traveled to Cambodia I worked at a fucking orphanage in Peru yeah helping these little like poor children who were burn victims I volunteer for St. Jude's all the time I have been everywhere in Europe I've lived in Spain I'm not worldly enough yeah like sorry that you can't afford to fucking travel asshole but like right. no so and he would always like belittle me for that and it was it was like he was trying to make me feel worse about myself because I had so much more success than he did and politics was the only thing that like he was better at than me than like everything else you know right. what I mean because it's the one thing that I knew nothing about and he's like well now there's something in our relationship that we can't talk about oh big whoop there's like eight billion other things to talk about <laughs> right right and so that's like there uh, that's one of the levels of sociopath um and it's so crazy that like you know also another thing that they do if anybody is is dating one like watch out for this he they they manipulate sex oh yeah so I he would always manipulate like the like I he would always say that I scheduled sex I never scheduled sex I'd be like we'd be at a restaurant and I'd be like hey babe want to get out of here and go fuck and he would be like you always have to plan it you always have to say like have it well, planned and that scheduled what you do when you go home at Meanwhile, the end of the night let me tell you and he could only fuck once a day so like I would see him and Why? I hadn't seen him for like a week I don't fucking know so I like that's what he said he could only last for like one shot a day so then he would show up to my place and I'd be like you want to fuck now or after dinner and like he would get mad at me like 
like you always fucking schedule it and I'm like well we're only getting one shot tonight bitch so yeah. let's make it a good one and I'm not used to that at all I know that's kind of odd my last relationship that I was in <laughs> Alex knows this the guy got me off 13 times in a fucking night that is my record that's so insane that I honestly I never want to do that again he had to feed me like pineapple in bed because I couldn't even fucking move afterwards 13 times is too much I don't care who says anything like too much like yeah I'm good for like three 13 I never want to do that again that was like my one time thing oh my god but then I'm used to that and then going to like one time and so it was like and then he, he would always like it was like you're withholding I don't know if he was withholding or like maybe to he was just it? yeah or maybe he was just like fucking four people before he came over I was gonna say maybe he had sex with multiple people before <laughs> and then so he doesn't want to go multiple rounds he's tired <laughs> <laughs> the motherfucking sticks falling off right you so never that's know. what they do too and that's like a total manipulation and i know people that the they're in a relationship with a narcissist or a sociopath and they hold out sex from them completely for like weeks yeah and then the person finds out they have like shit ton of porn on their computer yep yep and they have so much porn on their computer so like they and it makes the victim or the person in the relationship with them feel not worthy because what's more gratifying in a relationship like sex isn't everything in a relationship but I think that a huge part of a relationship is sex it's a huge part and what is not better than the person you were in love with thinking that you were the sexiest person on the planet yeah like you dress up for them and they just think you were the be all end all and the look in their eyes makes you feel like the most beautiful person in the world and that feeling is amazing but when you're dating a narcissist or a sociopath it's like you could do all these things for them like okay so valentine's day i got crotchless panties embroidered not embroidered bedazzled with his name on it what guy wouldn't want their fucking name bedazzled on your crotchless panties yep. so they can see your branded ass while they're spanking you and like going down on you hanky panky sells them ladies to anybody that like wants to bedazzle their man's name on their fucking crotchless panties or their regular panties or whatever they're amazing so I got that and he says to me he's like I like you better naked instead of just dressing up for me okay and I was like I would have took the panties and threw them in like the fucking fireplace I don't have a fireplace well whatever I would have been like you like fuck you bro like I spent like 50 bucks to get those bedazzled with your name on it well I like never wear underwear you don't side note like I just don't unless like, we try and sell them on like reddit well and then yeah she wears them and then, then I'll that. wear them <laughs> But, like, I just don't. Like, I don't see the point. Like, my crotch doesn't leak. I don't know. Like, I, just, <laughs> I just don't see the point of wearing them. So I really don't. And then somebody I dated was like, well, I really like when people wear sexy thongs and stuff. And I was like, well, you're shit out of luck because I don't have any. <laughs> Is it the stockings guy? No. no. I'm kidding. But I was just like. I was like, really? Most guys would be like, oh, she doesn't wear underwear. That's hot. Like one less thing to like right. undress. Off. Yeah. But like, I, I'm like, I can't do anything. I don't anything, know. Right? Some guys fucking really love panties. Like Claude in a, one of our episodes, two episodes back, we, this one guy that we interviewed, Claude, he said that he used to steal everybody's panties. And I had an ex that I was like looking for my fucking underwear everywhere when I was packing up and leaving his house one the next morning. I 
found them in his closet. Oh my God. That motherfucker kleptoed my panties. And I don't know if he was like wearing them on his face and like sniffing (laughs) them. Or putting them on and putting on high heels. Dress up. But like he was, I don't know what he was doing in them, but like he loved my underwear. Like I, he would pull them off of me with his teeth and then like strip me down and then he would like sniff them. I don't fucking know. (laughs) Some guys love fucking panties so I understand that that it's whole like an erotic thing for them but if I'm not wearing them like a lot of people would literally like prefer a girl not to wear any right it's just so easy like and I've had guys say to me like one guy that I was seeing for a while is like I just like you better naked I just like you better naked like you don't need to but he didn't say it in a belittling way it was more just like I just want the real you I want the raw you Mm -hmm. and it was a flattering thing where this fucking sociopath like you go out of their way your way to like get them a nice valentine's day and they have to put it down and they have to put it down right yeah so it's just like it's just it's very toxic and of course like as alex and i were saying of course we have fucking dated disappointed but not surprised oh yeah definitely dated our fair share of the fucking narcissists and the sociopaths it's scary because you don't know their motives until it's too late and well that's the thing but i think like doing the little research that we did we could kind of see the red flags now yeah like I know personally like I will take relationships very slow I do forward because that in but then like you know then you meet people that it's like oh we met and we got married six months later and now we're happy forever so I mean like that could be but like for us it's probably not it's not no No. for Alex and I it's not my aunt and uncle I actually I was skiing with them recently and I didn't realize how fast they got together. Like they were telling me, she goes, oh yeah, I just like slept over there one night, like on our first date and I never fucking left. Well, that was like me with my last relationship, but that was like narcissistic tendencies there too. No, my aunt and uncle are good though, but they have been together. Fuck. I was a flower girl at their wedding when I was like four. Oh shit. So they've been together over 30 years and they're super happy. But I think that's different, too. Like, they got married in the 80s. Yeah. There's a huge difference between getting married in the 80s and still being together than getting married in, like, 2020 or whatever year, you know, the 2000s, because everything's changed, and everything's changed with the way people look at relationships and everything's changed with social media and everything being so tempting and fucking dating apps and all that stuff. But what's up with like people that seem like the perfect partner and then as soon as you get married, they change. change. Yep. Like I worked with somebody and she was with this guy. He was great. They got married. They went on the honeymoon. He was like physically abusive to her on the honeymoon, got shit faced drunk the entire time. And she had never seen him. She'd seen him like drinking, having a good time, but like was piss drunk the whole time. Put a cigarette out on her leg, oh punched her in the face. God. Yeah. Did like, she divorce him immediately? When they got back, she like ended up divorcing him. I would. But like it took like a little while. Like she had to like stay. I know that shit, man. You haven't been married that long. Yeah. Like she ended up getting out of it, thank God. And then she moved out here to Long Island. But it was like she was like, I had no idea. The minute we got married, it was like a switch went off. And I was like Thinking like, well, I guess he knew he had you. Yeah. Like now there's no escape. Yeah. Do that shit to somebody when you're dating. It's really easy to leave. Yeah. You fucking pick up, you move your shit. Or if you're not even living together, you just hit that block up and they're gone. Right. 
Unless they like stalk in front of your house. <laughs> but then you can get a restraining order. But the narcissist actually like a restraining order because like it gives them. It's more, just attention, it's attention either thing. way, like yeah. negative or positive. They yeah, like they that. love the attention. That's fucked up. Yeah. If I ever got hit on my honeymoon, I would probably like. Cancel it. <laughs> no, they just like wouldn't come back. And I would say that. They just stayed in the other country. But I like hear <laughs> that they met someone there like, and ran I off. I like murdered them. <laughs> I hear that a lot. It's like, yeah. And then as soon as we got married, like somebody, for instance, that I know also, they were dating somebody for a long time. They were like super happy. They got married. The guy turns around and goes, oh yeah, by the way, I never want to have kids. I lied. And what? Yeah, and this woman. Oh, like, I would knock myself up on purpose, or I would go right to the sperm bank yeah. and get that little fucking swimmer in me and be like, "Sorry, bitch." Yeah, like she like really wants to have kids. Like she, he was well That's aware like of a it, huge and he was thing like, "Thing in a marriage." That's like yeah. a massive thing. I know. And so that's they, not like, honey, you know what? I changed my mind. I don't want to get a boat. Right. That's like, I don't want to start a family with you. Right. And she made it very clear that that's what she wanted to do. And he was on board. And then as soon as they got married, he was like, mm, no. <laughs> oh, my yeah. God. So Why they she got like a vasectomy to just like probably. I mean, they were together for a while, but then they ended up getting divorced. Yeah. I don't know, like the complete details of everything, but it wasn't amicable. Well, because they have you. So now they can let out the real you. Another crazy story, though, and this person, I full, fully, like, whole, wholeheartedly believe that this person's a sociopath. Somebody that I'm close with, um, they, they're, they're married, and um, this person that they were, you know, friends with for years um, through work um, just comes to her and says, oh, listen, I've been in love with you this whole time, and... Um, you know, I want, uh, like, would you leave your husband and, like, maybe we can have this relationship work? And she was like, listen, no, I can't do that. I'm married. Whatever. Basically rejected the guy. And these types of people can. Rejection. Oh, no. They'll no. go into, like, a fucking tailspin yep. over it and, like, plot and, like, mm-hmm. do all this shit. Or then they manipulate in their head, like, all right, how am I going to win this over? And I'm going to seduce her so well that I get what I want. Right. So I'm going to act like the nicest person on earth when I'm really a piece of shit. So that's basically what this guy did. Um, You know, like, they were seeing each other still, but, like, not hooking up or anything, but hanging out as friends, which is kind of, like, a load of BS in my opinion. But, um, you know, whatever. Uh, so finally, she decides, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave my husband for this guy, and I'm going to see, like, I'm going to take this leap of faith and see what happens. So she tells him... And he goes, oh, actually, I want to see how it's going to work out with someone else that I've been seeing. What the fuck? Yeah. The poor husband. Yeah. Well, he didn't really, like, he he ended, I don't really know how he found out, but he ended up finding out. And then they end up splitting up either way because this is, she was still seeing the other guy. Meanwhile, he had a girlfriend and it was just like this like- twisted triangle. Yeah. And then the guy was showing up at the husband's job and telling him like, oh, your wife's a slut and this and that. Oh my God. I would have punched him in the fucking face. Yeah. He tried to like break into the house one time and like the husband had to choke him out. (gasps) And um, yeah, like crazy shit. And like then- it was crazy because it's like, why are you pursuing this person if you, you have a want. fucking girlfriend? Yeah. And I told her, I was like, he's a sociopath. 
you the minute that you rejected him yeah he went into like a tailspin and was like now I'm gonna ruin this bitch's life yep so he seduced her made her decide made her get all these feelings for him decide to leave her husband then tells her nah I don't want it anymore that, but then still proceeds to try to ruin her life, tells her husband everything, goes to his job. You know, like he, the guy's a lunatic. He's insane. I can never imagine going to some girl's fucking, like, like getting the wife involved or some Especially shit. when that person didn't do anything. No. But no. this guy's like just a, liter- a literal psychopath. And like this person, you know, that got you know, manipulated by this guy, like finally she stopped talking to him because, well, so her and the husband were separated then and she had all the opportunity in the world to hang out with this guy now. They saw each other maybe like three times and it was like over a year. Yeah, no. He was making no effort. He'd always have excuses. He'd be mad at her over like nothing. He'd leave her these voicemails like, you fucking cunt, slut, bitch, whore. If somebody ever called me a fucking cunt or like a whore in a voicemail, like like not just like it's a joke, like what up, ho? Like whore? Yeah. No, there's no turning back from that. Yeah. But the person you're talking about is easy manipulated. Yeah, that's what I wanted to say. Like they're very like empathetic, like an empath, I guess you would call it. But I think I'm an empath too, where I pick up other people's energy, but you can't walk on me well that's you the thing I think walk on me. I think it's more of like a doormat like yeah. you know, like you're not really an empath like you're a doormat yeah. and like you just let this person take you for a fucking ride because she lent him money and like all this stuff and um then it ended up being over because he did like something destructive to her property so she had to like call the police and stuff and like so she hasn't talked to him since then but like it was just like years of this going on and it was like a like a very like a what do you call that a carousel of like things are good he gets pissed over nothing he starts a fight it, it was just like on and I'm like how are you not seeing that this is a pattern and then you see the good things that they do because they come around in full swoop it's almost like abused victims like women that get hit yeah and then they come back full force and they treat them like the princess right like oh here's a diamond necklace yeah I'm beat so sorry I beat you. the fuck out of you and then they fall in love again and then they end up beating that person up again right and then the apologies are so good so that the people end up staying and it's really sad and it's like from the outside, like looking in, I'm like, how do you Hello? not see this? Like I would be like screaming, like on the phone with this person, like wake the fuck up. This person is seriously sick in the head and yeah. like you could get hurt. Like I was afraid to see this person on the fucking investigation discovery channel. Yeah, no, that's how be crazy like they the were. Back pages and like the wanted ad. Yeah, because that's how crazy they were. Like the things that they would do, like even knowing she was here once showed up here, like crazy shit and like I'll beat your ass motherfucker so don't even try that shit but yeah like that that was like a like I'm so glad it's done with and like things with the husband are like getting back on track I I think but I mean it's just like that and the person kept saying but why I don't understand how could somebody do this to someone reason it's because that's what they do in life and it's what their soul thrives on and I said it's not nothing personal I was like you were just an easy target you were an easy fucking target yeah because you know you have zero self-esteem you're broken like they wanted they knew that you were easily manipulated and like it that's not your fault but you know what now like that you're aware of it like do something about it 
actually when I broke up with my sociopath ex, um, or he broke up, he broke up with me and then we got back together and I got broken up, went back together with him. And I got so mad at somebody that I work with who said to me, well, he probably just saw you as like a victim. I mean, look at you. You're 30 something. You're single. You're obviously desperate for love. I was so fucking mad. That is honestly one of the rudest things you could say so to someone. It was so rude. Even if I was desperate for love, then it would just be so rude to say anyway. Somebody from work said to me, but I'm, I'm, I'm not. I go about my fucking day. I don't think you're desperate for love in any way, shape, all. or form. If you not were, you would be all. like on dating I, apps. Exactly. I give. I don't give people the fucking time of day. Right. Like we'll go out to a club, Alex and I, and like people <laughs> will come up to us and I'll like karate chop them in the neck. I just feel because- so bad for people that approach <laughs> us because we're just like, bye. <laughs> we like fucking steal their like their drinks and their money and then like karate chop them in the neck and be like, see a loser. Like we don't give people. I don't give people the time of fucking day because 99 of the time it's going to be a waste right i don't i literally don't give anybody the time of day and it takes me a really long time to like warm up to somebody or even like actually go out with somebody like anybody new in my life that i has come up to me and tried to go out with me like it takes me a good couple of weeks to actually even say yes to a date with them like i don't think i'm desperate for love at all like i'm single but i just do my thing i work my fucking ass off I fill my time with all these projects I have loving family friends but when he said that to me I was so I actually ended up quitting my job like two weeks after that because it was the manager at my job that said that to me and then he apologized and now I'm back at that job like a year later but I I get that I get that he apologized but honestly that's like even if you thought that in your head like you don't fucking say that to someone but he's probably a narcissist too they have narcissistic behavior yeah Yeah. so yep and it wasn't like I was a pawn. It just kind of fucking happened. I mean, I'd known the guy for years. And I actually would always like, he's like, he, his look is so my fucking type. Like good body, bald, bearded, muscular. Like, oh, I love a Viking. I fucking love a Viking. And he looks like a Viking. So I like lead eyes on him. And then we've been talking for a few years. And then I blew him off like multiple times. Right. And then... And then finally I went out with him and nobody knew, like even my mom was like taken for a spin when she found out like all this stuff. Like it wasn't like there was any signs or anything like that really. Like we did fight over little things, but I always felt that he was just depressed and I felt Well, that's what he told you. That's what he told me. And I actually did feel bad because how do you deal? Anybody with a heart would feel sorry for for somebody. somebody that's dad just died like a couple months ago and they're doing everything by themselves. So I fucking helped them with the move. I helped them with, you know, all the stuff. And then like, sure, come and stay with me. You just sold the house. You know, I know you're going somewhere else. Like, you know, I gave him a drawer. I gave him all that stuff. And I felt like I'm very nurturing and I'm very like open and giving. Like if somebody, if somebody needs money, I give them money. Right. If somebody needs clothes, I give them clothes. My brothers, if they need something, like I, I fucking make sure that they have it. Anybody that needs something from me, I'm pretty fucking giving. Yeah. Because I don't need it that bad and you clearly need it more. Right. My house is always, or my apartment's always open to somebody that, you know, needs to stay, whatever. Even like you, when you were going through something, I'm like, yo, just fucking stay there yeah. when I'm away. It doesn't matter. Like right. that's my personality. Like I will give somebody the shirt off my back if they need it more than me. Um, even if they don't need it more than me, like it's, I get another yeah. one. So 
So that's just me. And so it was very easy for me to open my door to him because I didn't see any of the other signs that that were wrong or any warning signs. Like there was nothing there. And then like, I just think it's easier when you're, when you look back, like hindsight's 2020, like I feel like when you're going, at least for me, like when I was in relationships that were toxic or like with narcissists, whatever, like looking like when when the things were going on it wasn't like registering but like looking back and then like thinking about all different times where things had happened I was yeah. like damn what was I fucking hey, Stevie guys, Wonder this goes back to our red flags episode yeah. like red flag red flag red yeah. flag <laughs> and you're just like collecting them at the time and like yep. putting them in a bouquet and pretending yep. that they're flowers but no bitch they're red flags like red flags what the fuck well, I didn't see anything until like way after until everything kind of blew up and then I found out about everything. And right. then it was like, yo, door open. Like you have vision of all this shit that he's doing behind your back. And he was very good at hiding everything and weaseling his way into our lives. It was crazy. And he did that with my parents. Like he made sure to, you know, every time he came, I want to see your mom. I want to see your mom. And like would always bring her flowers, would like make her this, he made her this fucking art portrait for Mother's Day that was so gorgeous. And it was a photo of her that he took on the beach. And like really like it was so cute that he went out of his way and made the frame from wood, mm-hmm. like woodwork, like yeah, like carved it and made a fucking picture frame, a big one and stained it and like did all this stuff and super artistic. It's, you know, it's, it's fucking crazy. And then that's how they get into your lives. And it's right. like, you know, you just don't see things and because you because see all you're the like, big oh, gestures. look what this, what this person did. This was so kind. Yeah. They could never be a narcissist or yeah. a sociopath. You know what I mean? You don't think that somebody's a sociopath. Like you're not going into our relationship thinking that somebody's a sociopath. Yeah. Right. Cause you would run for the hills. Right. But now Alex and I are so like <laughs> scarred. <laughs> like, fuck man. We've been through a lot. Oh my god! But like now, I'm gonna ask somebody, like, yo, like have you ever like killed guy an animal? Are you, are you a sociopath? I actually, I'm gonna give them the quiz before I even start dating them. We, like, I had a guy that I was seeing that actually took the sociopath quiz. <laughs> Should have been the first clue. No, but I, I think he wanted to be a sociopath. But he wasn't. Right. Because he was so much of a ball of emotions. So Alex and I were actually talking about this before. And the guy was, you know, a recovered addict alcoholic. And honestly, I think he's just relapsing. I don't fucking know what's going on. But I think he wanted to be a sociopath to make it be like, oh, I'm too cool for feeling. Yeah, like I don't feel anything. I'm a badass. I'm so cool. I have no emotions. I can punch somebody and not feel anything. But like that wasn't the fucking case at all. Like, bro, you aren't fooling anybody. That's why he was doing drugs. Yeah, to mask all the feelings that he had. And that's why you're a fucking drug addict, junkie, alcoholic because you're trying to mask any sort of trauma and emotion that you've had in your past life. Like I, maybe I'm wrong, but I don't think addicts or alcoholics could be sociopaths. No. And I agree with you on that. Cause I thought the same exact thing. Cause I was like looking at my last relationship and I'm like, well, there was like narcissistic tendencies, but narcissists, they can be, but like 
Sociopaths, I don't yeah. believe so. And I'm not a psychologist. You're more of the psychologist than I am because you have yeah. your fucking degree. But, but I was like, you know what? Addicts are just selfish in general. We're so selfish. So it might just be like the selfishness of the disease more than like narcissism or like sociopathism. Yeah. But I truly feel like you're right. You can't be a sociopath because they don't have feelings. They don't have and any emotions. All addicts and alcoholics that I've ever known have been the most sweetest, kindest souls. Yep and bad decisions just bad decisions but no no malicious intent there isn't we're just lost yeah you're just lost and you're like you're the things that you're doing you're doing to yourself yeah and we're and it, unfortunately the things that we do to ourselves but, it affects everybody else right. around us and the drugs control us like anybody that i've stole from it has nothing to do with that person. Right, like, oh, I want to I want to make grandma go broke, so I'm going to take right. $100 gonna out take of her thing. I'm going to take all her fucking money. Fuck that bitch. No, it's more just like I, I need, need drugs yeah. to, to cover everything. And once you get the drugs inside you and you're living that demonic life, that's when, like, you do all these things. And, like, people, like, robbing banks and, and killing somebody and holding up a fucking gun to somebody to steal the money from the ATM and accidentally shooting them, like... It's the drugs. Right. It's their addict behavior. It doesn't mean that they're a sociopath and a narcissist. No, if they were not on drugs, like, they wouldn't do that nope. shit. Nope. And I'm nope. not saying every single one, but I'm saying, like, I don't think. I don't, I mean, I, again, I'm not, a, I'm not a, uh, a psychologist, but I just don't think that addicts and alcoholics can be sociopaths. Because no, sociopaths I think they, don't have fucking any, they right. thrive on like manipulation and being bullies but there's no but they also think they're the best and they don't have any emotions that they want to cover up or mask right and and addicts i think they're they have zero self-esteem we have no self-esteem whatsoever yeah so you know even if you want to come off as if oh i'm so I'm tough so i'm this i'm that no you're you're doing that because you don't want people you're hiding something yeah you don't want people to see the insecurity so you come off the complete other way yep well that was one of the guys that i was seeing who actually took the sociopath test and he like would like brag about that he's like i didn't pass it but like i'm not a sociopath and in my head i'm like you're not i know you you're full of fucking demon skeletons inside your soul but i know how emotional you are but you just try and mask it and seem so desensitized to everything in life right but like that's you're really sensitive to everything like he was truly sensitive but he didn't act like that so he had to put on that tough fucking right. persona but inside he was a ball of fucking mush emotions low self-esteem like a huge teddy bear like you could fucking like one-on-one -on -one, yeah. you but like yeah and he hated like people that abused women hated it yeah hated it so like no like a sociopath would be like cool don't give a shit you yeah know what not I mean? care but meanwhile right. like if he knew that somebody was like beating their woman I mean fly at them fly yeah. and beat the shit out of them because he had to like you know like be a he-man like woman savior person right. like hated that shit so crazy stuff so we didn't even touch on psychopaths which we're yeah. going to we've never dated a psychopath but that'll be in i mean our next episode I, <laughs> not that i know of honestly maybe that's our next soulmate is our psychopath. i was gonna say well i mean so i i'm pretty sure one of us is gonna get stuck dating yeah one we're of gonna them. date a psychopath one day and then we'll report in so because honestly disappointed but not surprised that'll happen to our life so anybody that um, has signs of dating a sociopath or narcissist. Or if you've ever dated a psychopath. Run for the fucking hills. Well, I'm trying to think, like, if, do I know anybody that's dated, like, an actual psychopath? Not that like, I know of. Me neither. So I want to hear from somebody that has dated yeah. one. 
And we hope that our stories help. There is ways to heal. Like I know like a lot of people, we kind of, I mean, we're so, again, we're so desensitized to everything. We make jokes about it. We're and like, like twisted. We, we like make jokes about shit and like laugh about like the trauma that we've been through, which isn't like the best coping mechanism, but some people really don't get over it. And I know it is a lot of trauma and your self-esteem feels so low after you do date a narcissist or a sociopath if they've really affected you. Like some people, it takes them years to get over it so if anybody is in that position that is listening like get help there's such a better way out there and not everybody is like that yeah and you're gonna find somebody that's like 100 i know at the time you think that this person's the end all be all but they're not they're They're fucking losers and they're gonna do that to the next person because like my first one that i dated that was a narcissist i thought like oh we were gonna get married hello hello (laughs) motherfucker My mom, my mom was planning my wedding to the sociopath. Oh my God. Wouldn't that be so just serendipitous if like you guys just got married at the beach where you met and it would be just so romantic. The wedding's there. So perfect. I'm like, easy there, it's like, tiger. Yeah. And the fucking babysitter's the flower girl. Yeah. Like, easy there, tiger. Like ain't fucking happening. Like we're not married. He's like manipulating somebody else and like living off of somebody <laughs> else's dime right now. <laughs> But I mean, it's really rough when you get out of it. Um, So anybody that is going through anything like that, there is a better way. Seek help. Just message us. We'll make a joke out of it for you to make you feel better. Or just talk to us because our lives are so disappointed, but not surprised at anything else that you do. We've been through it. Right. We feel you. Yeah. (laughs) So nothing surprises us either. And we don't pass any judgment. We do not pass any judgment. Feel free. (laughs) So follow us on Instagram, DBNS period podcast. Um, We love you guys for listening. Thank you for the support. We have a Twitter too. What is I think it? it's Alex never remembers. <laughs> no, because I put it as something and they fucking changed it. Guys, we're so professional. It's at podcast DBNS. We have to fix that. Let's write like a hate crime to the Twitter Twitter people. Okay. DBNS period podcast. Report the bitch that has disappointed but not surprised Instagram because she sucks and she's from Russia and nobody likes her anyway and she's like a fucking teenager. I reported her the other day for being under 13 years old. <laughs> <laughs> I reported the bitch like every week so we love you guys thanks for listening happy quarantine wash your hands wash your funky butt yep stay safe out there this too shall pass it's gonna pass soon um and then we can all go out and party and dance and really that's it yeah we could just stay inside watching horror movies like alex and i have been doing (laughs) yep we're about to watch one now so see ya witches bye guys Disappointed but not surprised. Disappointed but not surprised. Disappointed but not surprised.